Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Red, White, and Black, an ongoing conversation about racism in America. As always, I'm your host, Jared Anthony Murr, and with me today is Matt. Matt, welcome to the show, and tell me about yourself. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So, uh, my name is Matthew Harmon. I am from a small town um, here in Oklahoma, um, and I kind of just wanted to come on and talk about, um, you know, what it's like growing up with different opinions than some of the people that you're around, whether it's your family or your friend groups or um, just kind of, you know, kind of some people from um, smaller rural America um, and just how those um, opinions have kind of impacted relationships that I've had um, throughout my life. So Excellent. I love it. And so uh, I identify as white and Native American. How would you identify? Um, just white. Just white. You're yeah. just a white dude. Yeah, just white male. <laughs> how do you feel about being just a white dude in America in 2020? Um, you know, um, kind of unique. Um, I don't, so I kind of feel bad. Um, All right. Not, not really bad, but, um, I don't really know how to explain it. It's, it's a unique time right now for everyone. Um, and it, and it's really weird. Um, cause a lot of people, especially, um, those from my hometown area or, um, you know, those um, that I'm in, I have relationships, whether it be family, um, extended family, things like that, or even just friend um, shits, even in college, mm-hmm. um, you know, they kind of view it a little bit differently than I do. Um, I think that a lot of the disconnect comes from thinking that um, everyone's out to get us or that people mm. are saying that it's bad to be white. Um, I don't know if I'm listening to different voices, but I don't really feel like I've heard anyone say either of those things. Um, so for me, I don't really feel like it's bad to be white or that people are saying it's bad to be white, um, as much as is they just want us to understand kind of what we've got being white, if that makes sense. So full disclosure here, uh, Matthew, how old are you for all uh, the listeners out there? I am 21. 21 and you're a college student. Uh, I am 38 and, uh, we both have, uh, this white background. And once again, mm-hmm. in, in this ongoing conversation about race in America here, we are having conversations with people from all sorts of backgrounds, you know, mm-hmm. uh, red and yellow, black and white. We're all precious in his sight as it were. And that's what, that's why I, I'm interested in this conversation which is more unique than mm-hmm. many of our conversations because we're just a, a couple of white dudes, all right? So with that in mind, I kind of get the feeling it is bad to be white these days. Okay. I kind of get that vibe. I, I'm I'm not – I probably don't hear as many liberal voices. I probably hear more conservative voices than you do, mm-hmm. so maybe that's why I'm feeling that tension a little more. Mm-hmm. But I kind of get it, man. I get it. Uh, what are some things that maybe irritate you then – from your perspective, what are some things in this, you know, this racially tense climate that are irritating to you? Uh, one of the things that um, really kind of opened my eyes in college. Um, so in high school, I wouldn't say I was the most sensitive guy. I was um, I have very liberal grandparents, um, but I have a very conservative father. OK. Um, and then my mother is very independent. And that's okay. kind of where I feel like I fall. Um and in a high school, um, I kind of just grew up the same way everybody else did, didn't think too much about it, um, you know, just kind of went about my daily life. But then when I came to college... How many um, people of color did you graduate with? Black, probably, I, th- I think one. I'm from a small town, Oklahoma mm-hmm. also, and two, two black kids in my high school class, graduating mm-hmm. class, you know, um, and then I guess that's it. I mean, even, you know, people of color, 
That'd probably be it for me. So mm-hmm. very low. I'm just saying, you're, you're just for the listeners out there, you know, so kind of yep. growing up the way that everybody else yep, did. I graduated with 20 yeah. students. Uh, okay. 20, 24, somewhere in there. Um, and I think there was one African-American. See, which some people are shocked by that listening. You know, 24 people in your whole high school class? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. not that unusual. I grew up in a very similar fashion. So just for mm-hmm. some clarity there and what we mean by that. But keep going. I'm sorry I interrupted. Just oh, want to give okay. people some context. So um, then when I came to college, you know, I came up here to Northeastern State um, in Tahlequah. Um, and it's not a huge university, but it is much bigger than my high school setting was. Um, and so that was kind of a culture shock for me, um, and a great deal. Um, and then I rushed a fraternity as well. Okay. Um, and my fraternity in particular was very diverse. Um, even on our campus, I feel like we were more diverse um, than um, a lot of the other fraternities. Uh, not that they're not diverse. I just feel like we were more so diverse. Um, and through that, um, kind of opened my eyes about a couple of things. Um, and one of the things was going to stores with my black friends oh, okay. um, and kind of just feeling different than when I just go to stores by myself. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Elaborate on that. So um, you kind of just get watched a whole lot more. Hmm. Um, my friends are very well put together people. Um, I feel like they wouldn't steal if they had to. Um, hmm. And, you know, it just felt almost gross the way we felt walking around Walmart or any other okay. store. Um, just kind of like you could kind of just feel like there was a lot more workers around than typical and just kind of things like that. Um, and they kind of pointed it out to me in a joking fashion, mm-hmm. um, although mm-hmm. I really don't think they thought it was that funny. Okay. Um, and so things like that kind of are some of the things that really opened my eyes to some of those um into some of those, um, you know, just kind of occurrences of like um, racism that we might not notice on a day to day basis as a white person. Okay, excellent. So, how would you say then that experience that you've had now or the recent experiences, how is that different than maybe some of the experiences you had growing up or that your opinion is maybe uh, different than I would assume? You know, because honestly, I think that everybody is, everyone has the potential to be stereotyped. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Like, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, there's this, you know, a young black male finish the stereotype okay mm-hmm. well there's a, a an old white dude mm-hmm. finish the stereotype so Absolutely. everybody's got the potential to be stereotyped so with that in mind where how do you feel like you kind of break in that uh, from maybe the way you grew up or what's different growing up i just really didn't feel like i had very much exposure to people of different um ethnic backgrounds okay um you know i there was my hometown was very diverse in a socioeconomic standpoint maybe okay. or from um various other different backgrounds okay. but it was just the difference of you know, not what we came from or where we came from, but maybe who we came from didn't impact our lives nearly as much as some of my black friends in college. Okay. All right. Um, so what is your, how would you describe your culture? Now let me unpack that for you for mm-hmm. a second. By that I mean, I think that, that much of our racial conversation cannot be, it cannot have, uh, you cannot have a healthy conversation without using the word culture and understanding cultural differences. So how would you describe your culture, either growing up or now or whatever the case may be? Just, you know, that's kind of a, a very broad question, but I'd love to hear it. Describe your culture. My grandparents um, had a really big impact on my on me growing up. Um, they didn't come from any, uh, like, even the slightest bit of money. Okay. Um, two of maybe the poorest people I have ever known okay. um, growing up, and they worked really, really hard to get to the point where they owned a house and put my mom through college and things like that. Hmm. Um, and so I've always really looked up to them a lot because of their hard work and where they come from and things like that. Um, they are from the very, very southern United States, um, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, that kind okay. of thing. Um, and 
they also happen to be very, very liberal, I think, as a result of growing up so poor. Okay. Um, but then my father is very conservative. Okay. Um, he was military for a long time um, and came from, his father was a preacher, okay. um, came from a very conservative background where they all, they all were military okay. um, and things like that. And then my mother um, is very independent. Um, and so that has given me a lot of various different views on various different things. Okay. Um, and I would say that's probably why I consider myself an independent. Um, I fall Republican on a lot of issues. I fall um, what would be more considered Democrat on some issues. Um, and so I don't really like to pick a side um, as a result. Um, my dad, like I said, was military, so he okay. was pretty strict growing up okay. um, and things like that. Uh, my mom was an educator. Um, she's the principal of our um, of our public school system okay. in Arcoma. Um, and so they uh, were really strict about a lot of things. Um, but with my mom, um, she was really, she would have been really, really mad at me if I ever um, didn't include somebody. Okay. Um, so I didn't really, I don't feel like I grew up with a culture of not being accepting, but okay. I did feel like I grew up with a slight, um, maybe a bias just indirectly okay. um, as a result of um, some of my upbringing. A bias toward people of color, potentially? Uh, I'll give you this. I definitely grew up with a bias toward people of color. Yeah, I would say so. Probably before I got to college, I would say that I was probably, I wouldn't say I was racist. I, I, I'm interested, and I want to dive into this, because mm-hmm. I think it's some of the peculiarities. So for the, for the people out there listening, do you hear, we have come to a place where I feel like if you are white, which I am largely considered white, that you have to have a defensive posture. I think that's part of our problem, like that, like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so I wouldn't consider myself racist. Not that anything you just answered is wrong by mm-hmm. any stretch, but I'll just, I will just give some of my history. I'm generationally less racist than my parents, my grandparents, and every everybody in those generations. Mm-hmm. So by that, I mean I don't consider myself a racist, but I'm sure I have some biases. I'm sure I have some racist tendencies. I'm sure I have those things. I'm actively working to eradicate those. I'm actively trying to be self-aware and educate myself, mm-hmm. but it's probably there. So with that in mind, it's fascinating as we talk about this. I think that we are, uh, from my perspective, that's where I say I do feel like that this that whiteness has somehow become almost a um, a scarlet letter that I have to mm-hmm. justify myself. I have to I even in well I, I okay I wouldn't describe myself as racist. That's how I feel. I don't know what your perception is. Do you perceive any of that? Do you feel any of that? I mean, yeah, I I'm older than extent. you, so um, I do to some extent, but I'm okay. also big into the kind of the, uh, the sh- if the shoe fits kind of philosophy. Okay, and I just feel like on most fronts. Um, when people are talking about certain things, I don't really get offended by them because I don't feel like the shoe fits my foot. Okay. Um, and so I do think that there is a large problem within the white community to some extent. Okay. Um, having those racial prejudices and biases yeah. and things like that. Um, and I, and I don't think it's to the same extent that I'm sure the, you know, the media might say that mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. or that you get on Twitter and you're like, man, this is horrible. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's that bad, uh-huh. but um, I do see where some of those biases are. Um, and like, like you said, I, I do think that I've had them at points in my life. And I would say that I hopefully am actively trying to eradicate those yeah. as well. So. Yeah. It's just interesting to me. And I like hearing someone else's perspective to say, am I, am I the only one feeling this? I mean, it's, you know, am I the only one feeling, you know, and you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say woe is me. I'm just trying to be honest mm-hmm. in, in what I feel and what I perceive. 
And if we're going to continue to build bridges, then we have to be honest when we feel a divide. And those are areas that I feel a divide. So uh, what, are you, what do you think we should do then? Um, is there anything that you hear from your, from your perspective? Uh, I want to end with, with looking forward. Where do we go from here? What are you doing in your life? What do you think that we should do? What, what are you, you know, what are, what's somebody who's 20 years younger than me? And what are your friends saying? And where do we go from here with all the? So I think that um, one of the things that I have heard the most um, and one of the things that I kind of feel like the most is I don't know anything. Um, okay. I, I, I have no idea anything about it. I, I don't know what it feels like to be black. I don't know what it feels like to be anything mm-hmm. other than what I am. Mm. Um, and, and I never will. Um, and so just I think listening is kind of the big, um, you know, a step in the right direction. Um, when Colin Kaepernick first kneeled, um, mm-hmm. you know, I – at first was like, oh, okay, what's, what's he doing that for? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there were definitely people in my life that hated that. Yep. Um, but then when I kind of stood back and looked at his message, I kind of thought if I was given the platform to voice myself the way that he had, what would I do? Well, he hates America, and he hates the flag, and he hates the military. That's why, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Just kidding. That was satire for everybody listening. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, you know, that's when it really kind of struck with me is, like, if I had that voice and I had that mm-hmm. opportunity, uh, you know, one of, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Okay. Uh, and my, one of my favorite players, probably my favorite player of all time, is Tim Tebow. Okay. And, uh, you know, he basically did the same thing for a much different reason. Of course. And I loved it. He had the voice. He had the opportunity to yep. display yep. his passion yep. for Christ. And he took the opportunity and he did, and did it. So, well, that's a great comparison. Yeah. Didn't get too much flack, did he? No, didn't no, get too much not flack. At all. And uh, Kaepernick did because it was about something we didn't agree with. I always thought my, my feelings on Kaepernick was I just think it's a it's just what an incredible display. Like I didn't feel like it was disrespectful to the flag. I didn't think it was disrespectful to. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was kneeling. Yeah. I mean, what? It was just bringing attention to a, something that he feel. I mean, I I'm all. I was in the moment. I can't believe it's been four years ago. I was with him in the moment, and I'm with him now. And I'm glad to mm-hmm. see. I mean, it's it's terrible that hindsight's twenty twenty, but I am thankful that that the NFL and Goodell and others are coming out and all but saying. I think that the, I wish that they would have more gall and actually use his name, yeah. but coming out and saying that that they were wrong. They were on the wrong side of the fence on that one. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think that we're hopefully making progress. I know that we have a lot of work to go. Matt, it's great to hear uh, a perspective like yours. Thank you so much for sharing. Because if we're not willing to listen to people from all different backgrounds, then we're not going to get anywhere. So hopefully this has been an interesting conversation for you to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Listeners, thank you so much for hearing from someone from a rural town, but that has kind of this mixed background of liberalism and conservatism and coming to his own right. I love, in summary, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. And owning, you know, not being offended uh, if someone is generalizing and and being at the same time self-aware when it does fit. So thanks for joining us, everybody. We're going to come back again. Uh, We will see you real soon. Signing off, I'm Jared, technically a minority.